today, I want to talk to you about Christ's reach from the heavens to the earth. And I want to talk to you about how to reach and stretch in this next season of your life by allowing God to take you places you've never been before and to allow Him to stretch you into a new shape. You know, they say when you're going to go train, you should start with some stretching. I think me going to gym at all is already a stretch. And some of you after today's lunch are going to need some sleeping, stretching, reaching, gymming in that order. Psalm 36 from the NIV says, Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the skies. Perhaps the most powerful thing about the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, remember where he was on Saturday. No matter how tough your life had been, Jesus was in hell on Saturday to make his mark there also. And you'll see why in a moment. He took a key from the the devil, a key he had had from the Garden of Eden, the key to lock up mankind who had lost their way. And Jesus said, the losing of the way will still happen, but the locking up will not. I, I can unlock where you got locked up, where you got bound. I can unlock it. In Luke chapter 12, Jesus is having a conversation uh, with with, uh, some Pharisees and some disciples. And he says this, at that time, some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, leave this place, go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. He replied, tell that fox, I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today. Are you impressed by the word fox? Uh, 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 keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow. And on the third day, would you mind saying third day? On the third day, that's a good day. It's a third day. Please don't get stuck on the second. And don't get stuck on the first. The first is when the tragedy happens. The second is when it takes long to get to the third. But don't get stuck at the tragedy and don't get stuck at the impatience. Get to the third day. And then this phrase that I'm captivated by, I will reach my goal. I want to talk to you about reaching today. And what are you reaching for? And if you got there, would you know it was what God wanted for you? This idea of reaching is a powerful thing. I recently heard a friend say something very funny. They were talking about their wife. They said, oh, their wife was smarter and wiser and nicer than they were. He said he was the reacher in the relationship. He reached for something above his league. I hope she didn't hear that because he may suffer. But it's true. We're reaching, but Christ reached for us. There's a passage of Scripture in John chapter 20 about reaching that specifically is is a reminder of the resurrection. It says this, Jesus visits his disciples after he's resurrected and he comes into their presence and the Bible says this, a week later the disciples were in the house and Thomas was with them. And though the doors were locked, I just want to remind you in this moment that even though doors are locked, Jesus can come through. And I'm I'm fairly confident today that some of you here have a, a, a locked heart. 
and you don't think you've decided no one's going to get through. You might even have a stubborn head and you decide nobody's going to get through. My mom can't get through to me and my husband can't get through to me. My wife can't get through to me. My bank manager can't get through to me. But let me tell you, Jesus can get through to you. Jesus can get through a locked heart and Jesus can get through a hard head. Jesus has a way of getting there. But look what happens. Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, I'm going to say the same thing to you. Put your finger here. Uh, See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting. Start believing. Thomas said, my Lord and my God. I want to encourage you today. Jesus is in in your presence, in your room, in your life, in your space. Can I invite you? Reach out a hand. Take a stretch. Stretch back into something you stretched out of. Oh God tricked out of and reach because Christ will meet you in the moment of your reach and heaven is reaching out to the moment of your need. Is that a clappable moment? I put my phone away. The notifications coming through and my FOMO uh, is, is annoying me. Uh, so I just put it down for a bit and let Jesus touch my life too, right? And yours. I, I have to remind you on a day like today that Christ is ever-present, but there are so many things we're reaching for that are distracting us for the ultimate reach, the reach for a, a heaven connection. I know for some of you, Christianity is a stretch. The whole thing is a stretch. I know that for some of you, the idea of worshiping an invisible God for an invisible future defined by an invisible sacrifice for an invisible outcome seems unattainable mentally. But I also want you to know that this very same person who thinks that's a stretch, you're living your whole life stretched. Everything stretches you. You're not sure if you'll ever find the one because that's a stretch. And you're not sure if you'll ever be completely happy because that's a stretch. And you'll never be sure if you'll be satisfied with yourself in your own skin because that's a stretch. And I want you to know that the one who came and stretched from heaven to earth will touch every one of the things that stretches you and put you in a perfect place for God's love reaches from the heavens. And his faithfulness from the sky. There's a psalm that many of us know, but for some reason we only pick the part we like or are used to. Uh, it's in Psalm 139. Now, now, quite a few of you know the one in the middle. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. But you know, there's something before it. Psalm 139 verse 6 says, Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high above me. I cannot reach it. Where can I go uh, from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, the hell, the place of the dead, behold, you are there. And if I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, there your hand will lead me and your right hand will take hold of me. Do you know, I I wanted to tell you that no matter how much of a stretch things might seem for you, uh, Jesus will uh, find you and he will reach you, and he will touch you. The cross has this most extraordinary ability of building a bridge where there is a gap, of creating a ladder where there is a shortfall, of bringing a healing where there is an injury. 
of bringing silence in the chaos and celebration in the silence. And I wanted to encourage you today to um, reach while Jesus is reaching for you. Do you remember the story of um, the, the, is it a story? It's not a story. It's not a parable. It's a testimony, the incident, the true story of Peter climbing out of the boat onto the water. And as he was looking at Jesus, he believed, but the waves distracted him. He doubted. And the Bible says Jesus reached out and pulled him in the boat. Do you know what? Every now and then we hit a storm. We see a wave. We can't get over a thing. And you start to sink a little. And today, heaven's arm is reaching out from heaven to earth. And I'm going to invite you to take his hand. Your distance is very short. It's just a decision. His distance is much longer. It was a decision followed by an action, followed by a sacrifice, followed by a resurrection, ending in a declaration. Christ is risen. So in the couple of minutes I have, I want to share with you three ideas about reaching and stretching. The first is that at some point or another, every one of us come to a crossroads moment. Not just one in our lives, many. You get to an intersection or a crossroads. And I wanted to invite you to cross the line. You've got to cross the line. You know, every now and then we'll make a decision. I did make a firm decision. I'm going on a healthy eating journey or whatever. I'm going to be a this or a that. And making the decision is the first step. But you know when you cross the line? You cross the line the day you say no to something that doesn't fit in the plan. Let me tell you the moment your life changes. It's not just the yes to Jesus. It's saying no to everything else that doesn't fit in the plan. Something of a stretch, I know, but what a powerful stretch. John chapter 6 from the NIV says this, but he said to them, it is I, don't be afraid. And then they were willing to take Jesus into the boat and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. I found this um, miracle incredible. Jesus this time was walking on the water. The disciples said, is it him? Isn't it him? Is it him? Isn't it him? Is he the one? Isn't he the one? Is Christianity the right thing? Isn't it the right thing? What about the other guys? There's no one else walking on the water, by the way. Is he the one? Isn't he the one? We're not sure. But when they made the decision, it is him, and I will let him into my boat, I immediately reached the other side. Do you know the distance between where you are and where you want to be is not geographic? It is spiritual. You can move geographically, financially, economically, and even mentally, and still not reach your goal. But when you move spiritually, you can move across an ocean in a moment of time. In a moment of time. You'll cover a sea in a second if you'll let him in the boat. You've got to get over the debate and let him in the boat. Ask him the questions from the inside. But let him take you across the shore. You've got to cross over. Please cross over. Please cross over. Secondly, the cross is not only a crossing over moment, and I play with that word sort of pun-like loosely, but it's also a cure. 
I um, I'm so happy to hear kids in church. In case you're wondering, it's not stressful at all. I might settle in longer. I think parents are pleased. Many years ago, I had a knee op. I literally did nothing during the operation. My surgeon did. In fact, I slept. I mean, I paid for the sleep. It was good sleep. It was deep sleep. It was expensive sleep. But, and it was a couple of hours. For those of you wondering, like, I don't have a bionic anything. I tore meniscus and they repaired it. Um, as fit as I was in my 20s. And, um, oh, the, the, the point of the story was, I thought that was the cure. That just set me up for the cure. I had to do a thing called rehabilitation. And I wasn't good at that. They gave you such useless things. Here, have a rubber band. What am I going to do with that? I'm a grown-up. Yeah, use this, put it in, stretch it like that and do like that. The silliest little exercises. I thought, you've got to walk around like a flamingo, you know, and stretch your, you know, stretch your, I'm quite impressed that I can still stand like that, actually, considering. Uh, you've got to stretch, okay, you've got to do it several times, you've got to do it every day. I didn't do it for weeks. And one day, I was standing on, well, I, you know, I played around. I didn't really. And one day, I was standing on the stage, and I was walking, and a physio was in the service. And she came to me afterwards, and she said, when do you plan to start doing your rehabilitation? I said, what do you mean? She said, you're walking like an injured person. I said, what do you mean? She said, you're favoring the other knee. I can see it. I can see it from miles away. You've developed a weird walk now. Is that now you? Are you this guy now or are you going to do rehab? You come see me every day for three weeks. I cried every day for two weeks. So forceful. So let me just pose the question. In the dying minutes of the service, you've had the surgery. When are you going to start with the rehabilitation? When you're going to do the daily exercises, the stretching, the being somebody new, the being somebody else, or is that you now limping through life? That scar from the incident, the divorce, the trauma, the failed business, the unforgivable, unthinkable. Is that just you now? Are you compensating? Or will the operation lead to rehabilitation, which will lead to complete victory and health and overcoming? As much as today we celebrate Christ's resurrection, I am deeply reminded that I must take up my cross and follow Christ. 1 Corinthians 13, love never dies. Inspired speech will be over someday. I didn't want to read that, you know, it's like my entire calling. Praying in tongues will end. Understanding will reach its limits. We know only a portion of the truth. And what we say about God is always incomplete. But when the complete arrives, our incompleteness is cured. Christ is your cure. Christ is your cure. He'll complete what you think is missing. And then finally, uh, the cross is a calling. It's the biggest stretch of all calling. Hey, so when we use the word calling, um, people think it's like to become a missionary. So they're very scared of the word. Or it's become like an influencer thing, like my calling is to be an architect or whatever. And all of those things um, are true on a 
on a le- at a level. But the deepest meaning of the word calling is that Christ called your name. So every single person in this room is called and therefore has a calling to be Christ-like. All the other stuff are secondary callings. You know, secondary callings like, you know, you're a husband and you're a dad and you're a son and you're a business person. All of those things are types of calling, but there's a primary calling. Your primary calling is child of God. And then all the other stuff comes in. Let me tell you about a stretch, about another short man in the Bible. God favoured short people in the Bible. I felt I should conclude uh, at least that, clarify at, at least that. In fact, there's a funny verse in the old King James about Saul and David and how that Saul was very tall and Saul um, uh, uh, messed up. And, and, and God says to Samuel, uh, David, uh, uh, Saul rather, is tall, but I have not chosen him. But David, him I have chosen. So I'm taking that as a personal confirmation. It's only for me. It's not for you. It's okay. I greeted a few of you guys who are like two meters plus. God has called you also. Watch. (laughs) Got to do so much healing afterwards. Luke chapter 19. It's the story of the shortest guy in the Bible. And so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see Jesus. And since Jesus was coming that way and when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and called him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. I want to conclude like this. One day, we're going to go to the house the Lord has prepared for us to our Father's house, the heavenly version, because he prepared a room for us. But until we die, he's asking if he can stay at your house. That's the calling. Whatever your house is about, he's asking if it can come. Come down from, I've reached the spot, Zacchaeus. You've seen me, Zacchaeus. You've got my attention, Zacchaeus. I want to come have supper at your house. Once I'm done living in your heart and in your house, you'll be staying in mine. I'll stay with you for a season while you live here on earth, but I'll take you to my place when your time here is done and you'll be in my house for all eternity. Whatever you do in your house, He's asking if you can, he can join and be in it. I wanted to invite you today on this incredibly important Resurrection Sunday moment to two things. The one is to stretch. Stretch to be spiritually more. The second is to invite you to reach. Reach the goal of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. To reach the destiny, the plan, I guess, the purpose God has put in your heart. There are two callings on all of our lives practically. The one is to keep a hand in heaven and the other is to keep a hand available to God 
on earth. The two is my reach and my stretch. Would you please stand with me? We're, um, thank you, Vince. We're going to take a moment to pray together. And uh, in addition to that, I'm going to remind you that we're baptizing people outside. If you came and not ready to be baptized, but during the conversation this morning, you felt a tug, we'll baptize you dressed as you are. But don't lose the moment. Act out in obedience to Christ. Amen. So I'd like to invite you to close your eyes for a moment. I'd like to take a moment to pray with you. Maybe the place you're in right now, everything seems like a bit of a stretch. And I just want to remind you that, that Christ, Christ's love reaches from the heavens. So I wanted to pray with you. Everything feels like a stretch. I'd like to pray with you. If you need to do a reach today, you need to stretch out your hand and let him take a hold of it. I don't want you to go home and not have your own personal resurrection in Christ. He is risen so that we might be risen. You're the rest of the story that you are risen with Christ. And if you need that kind of moment, I, 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 you can't go home without letting us pray for you. So if that's where you're at, would you just raise your hand long enough for me to acknowledge it and see it? I sort of can see what's happening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. There's this moment that, that like Zacchaeus, he, he's asking if he can come into your house, into your heart, into your head. And you've got to quit, cut out rather, that's very American. You've got to cut out the, the debate and the conversation and just say, come in, come in. You're welcome. We'll figure it out from there. I'm following after you. Thank you, thank you. Lord, for every decision made in the house online, and those who watch this conversation, this service later, will you please meet us in the moment of our realization, of our decision. Like you reached the spot with Zacchaeus, you've reached the spot. You've hit the spot. You're on the mark with our lives. And Lord, you're welcome into our hearts and into our house, into our headspace. We're reaching and stretching and believing because you've reached and you stretched as wide as it was possible and you, and you touched our lives. So today we thank you for resurrection in our lives and resurrection because of your life. We are set free. Christ in us, the hope of glory. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, would you give God a shout of praise and worship, adoration?